Yes, good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, August 23, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, and a very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening at the moment over at Old Trafford. Manchester United, for all their troubles, lead 1-0 against Liverpool, 37 minutes gone, and Cristiano Ronaldo and also Harry Maguire have started on the bench in that match this morning, so we'll track that. Sancho, the goal scorer, in, uh, well, that was after 16 minutes. So United ahead at Old Trafford this morning. Pup, back in the studio with us. Morning to you, mate. How are you? Morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Nice to be back. Yeah, going well. Thanks. Um, bit of uh, cricket action. Painey, come back. Good on him. Yeah, good to see. Great to see um, Tim Payne. If he, well, if he wants to keep playing cricket at whatever level, I, I love the fact that he's uh, he's been training and he's obviously keen to play. So I'd imagine he'll start with... Um, Club cricket down in Tassie, and then uh, cricket Tassie didn't offer him a contract this year, but that doesn't mean he can't be selected for for Tassie. Um, I think unlikely he's going to play for Australia again, but I think I, I, I think if he wants to if he wants to keep playing cricket, then I think it's great great for Tasmanian cricket, great for club cricket down there, and um, yeah, nice that he's he's still got that love and passion for it. Loz, well, morning, mate. Morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, not too bad. Jimmy Tamo's going to roll the dice, try and just get at least one more game out of his NRL career with the uncertainty as far as what he's going to do next year is concerned. You may as well have a crack. Oh, got to roll the dice, don't you? It's your last chance, last opportunity to play in the NRL again. I don't like his chances of getting off. Obviously, he's got a great record. Um, you know, I can't ever recall Jimmy being sent from the field or being in front of a judiciary before, but... Um, uh, he's been a, a, a wonderful player, um, but I just don't know whether you can get off a charge like that. Obviously, he's looking for a downgrade, and if he gets a downgrade, that will help. But, um, look, I'd love to see him play another game, um, but I think the fact is that he swore at the referee and um, you know, had, a, had a fair go at him, called him incompetent. So I think that uh, the chances of him playing again this season would be remote. Hmm. <laughs> Wishful thinking, Tigers. Yeah, but you've got to roll the dice. Yeah, you've got, well, got nothing he's, to End lose. of his career, you've got nothing to lose. They can NRL. just, I think at the end of the day, they can just go off his, his reputation. Like anyone you speak to says, you know what, it was a massive brain snap. But you look at his, his career, he's been extremely respectful to, to the refs. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't think there's too many people that can say too many no. bad things about him. But that was just a frustrated yeah. player. Yeah. In a frustrated game that just nothing went right for yeah. them. He was the skipper of the club yeah. and built up all a number of things. Built up over time, yeah. over that eighty minutes, and he just lost it. Yeah, I think it's the first time in NRL history I heard uh, yesterday that six teams, at least six teams, had scored forty points in one round. That's how lopsided after we had that great game last Thursday night, of course, between Penrith and Souths mm. uh, the rest of the weekend. I mean, even the, the Dragons in their win, they, they scored 46 and conceded 26 so against the Titans. But six of the eight games, the winning side, 40 points. That's not good. Oh, no, it's not good. Some teams... But again, I, it's a bit like last year. When, when teams get on a roll... And you have possession with the speed of the game today. It, it, you can put on points very quickly. That's not to say it's acceptable either, by the way. And 60 and 70 points is certainly not acceptable. But, you know, scoring 30 or 40 points a game, 
it's 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 reasonable to expect that that could happen. Mm. Um, but you know, if you're a Tiger supporter or a Bronco supporter after last weekend's games, you'd be very very disappointed in your team's performance because they gave up towards the end. You know, they they they, they just didn't try as hard as they could have. I know this probably be an unpopular opinion and maybe making excuses for the teams that are battling. But the season's too long, in my opinion. We've got 24 games. Just the way, you know. Well, how many uh, games do you want? 22, I think it'd be enough. 22 games. Yeah. And Gus said last night on 100% footy, Phil Gould, 20 games is enough to figure out the eight. Obviously, the we're never going to go backwards because well, of... Put, put it this way. You, you might be able to play 20 games, but you're not going to get the same money. Of course. Of course. So you yeah. can't have it both ways. You, mm. You've got to be able to say, well, if we want the money, you're going to have to play 24 rounds, 25 rounds. But if you want to cut back on broadcasting revenue and you think it's going to help the quality, we'll go to 20 games. Mm. But I don't think the clubs will be accepting of that. I just think, and we're seeing it with cricket as well, all we're pushing is content, 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 and what is the long-term outcome of just Well, what's the outcome at the moment games? with broadcasters? Broadcast revenue and rides mm. are going like that. They're not going there backwards. They're, no. they're, they're, you know, so I, I, I understand where everyone's coming from, and in an ideal world, you'd like to see everyone probably play each other once. Because Paul Kent's done an article in the paper today about the unevenness of the draw, how it's worked out. You know, there's some teams that have played, um, you know, bottom play, the four bottom place teams and mm. teams that aren't in the top eight. There's a distinct advantage there to some teams. Like you look at the Sharks, for instance, they've played. 16 games this year against the against the bottom eight teams. So that's the highest of any other team in the in in, in this competition. Definitely advantage. The next closest is the Cowboys on 14. Definitely advantage. And then the next closest is the Panthers, the Eels, the Broncos and the Raiders and Manly they're all on 12 games. You're never going to have perfect integrity with the draw. Never have. No, well, unless, never have. unless you yeah. play everyone once. once. Mm. Or twice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah correct. Which we've but th- never there's had. no doubt that is a massive advantage to, who did you say the top team? Well, the Sharks. Sharks. Hmm. You're playing more games against the, the lesser teams. No hmm. doubt you're going to have more wins. Oh, well, we've been blowing up for years hmm. about the advantages Brisbane have had by being able to play every Thursday or Friday night, therefore getting making sure they're getting you know, six, seven-day turnarounds at the yeah. bare minimum when mm. other, other sides get five more frequently than certainly they do. But again, broadcasters, yeah. big market. Because and the, the other thing as well, you don't know that at the start of the year. No, you don't. So the show, you don't know who's going to be no, at no, the bottom... No. No. It's going to be in the top eight at the start no. of the year. So the, the it's not like the Sharks knew, oh, how good is this? We're playing the you know the lesser-ranked teams this season. No. But at the end of each year, with how the system is at the moment, there is going to be an advantage, advantage to, to, you know, in this case, sides. one, two, even two teams, yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm just a big advocate for less is more in sport at the moment, which yeah, won't happen. Less it's is, going less, is less money. That's so, exactly and right. And the other thing so as well, see, I, I, cricket's, cricket's out of control at the moment. 
ridiculous. I reckon I don't think you can compare rugby league to cricket. I think cricket's now got three formats, plus you're playing domestic competitions around the world. It is 12 months of the year you're playing cricket. There is way too much. And I think you read out the Future Tours program the other day. You know, we've got token test matches in the middle of winter against Bangladesh coming up. Mm. So it's just trying, if there's, if there's a spare hole, put a game on. Cricket is out of control. Uh, we've definitely lost the footy season, cricket season, as, as, as players, as athletes. If you're a cricketer, mate, there's no footy season for you. You're cricket the whole time. But then if you go to America, like you're saying rugby league, there's too many games, too many rounds. Go to America and look at the baseballers. Yeah, the, the, they've been doing games. That forever, to be fair. They're, they're very resistant to change in baseball. Yeah. The NFL has just had an expansion heading into last season where they went from 16 to 17 games. Yeah. So that's uh, 17 games plus the playoffs for the teams who make it. And they're, you know, they're trying to have less contact at training. Yeah. None of the major starters play in any preseason games. All they play mm. is their... NFL season. Yeah, it, it's a it's a fair point, but again, it comes back to you talk to the players, you talk to the clubs, and you can say to the boys, "Right, guys, we're going to play less games." Take money. But it's going to. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, no, you know I'm what sure. they're going to say? No, no. Keep the games. And you know the other thing: if I'm the player, I'm I'm okay with playing the games. Just take okay. We train two days this week, not four days. Mm. Like that's what happens. That's what's happening in cricket now. You're doing less training. Like now your training is really recovery rehab to get ready for the next game. Mm. Especially when you've got travel as well, sitting on an aeroplane for how, however long, go to a new destination. Like you watch these boys during the IPL, you, you might have five training sessions in eight weeks. Mm. You know, you do, you, do, you do a week of training where everyone gets there together or four days of training where everyone gets there together before the start of the tournament. During the tournament... Mm. <laughs> very rarely are you having yeah. a team training session. And rugby league is getting that way now with yeah. recovery being so important. We know that they do it a lot in AFL, but if you've got a seven-day turnaround or an eight-day turnaround or longer in rugby league, you get a chance to have a couple of decent sessions. But if you're on a short turnaround, you're not doing a no. great deal between matches. Mm. It's all about recovery and you'll do some light sessions and then you get ready to play. And I guess the challenge, the fight with, you know, the TV networks is surely quality over quantity. So if you've got, how many rounds are you saying that you'd like to see? Well, I think what we just saw on the weekend was the 22nd game for each club. I reckon that's the limit. So if you had 22 games where the quality was unbelievable versus 30 games, for example, why can't they just pay more money per game? Why do they need, why why is more, more money? Mm. Surely better quality it's got to have impact as well. Like if we have, if we, if I watch well, the, my I'm not, I'm not sitting there watching the Tigers do what they just did again next week, this weekend. If I turn the TV on this weekend, the Tigers start like they finished last week. Mm. Mate, I'm flicking. I'm watching something else. Show me the AFL. Show me, you know, another sport. Or I'm going outside. So yeah. you want the quality still to be there as well. Yeah, the, the quality. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. But again, how much more are the ratings going to grow? between having those games and the great quality games. Mm. How much more are the ratings going to go? Well, you, what, about Thursday, what about Thursday like, night like They're footy? always going to be around the same. They're always going to be yeah. around the same. Yeah. Mm. It, but but what, they, that, what they are able to do is string it out for another month. Mm. And for them, that's gold. Mm. For a broadcaster, that's gold because it's the difference between earning 
that amount of money and that amount of money in advertising. Well, the point is we're rewarding mediocrity because there's no consequence for these teams. I and still want to know how we're bringing, essentially tanking. We're bringing another team, but hang on, we're bringing another team look, in. Look, so look, we've look, already t- complained about look, the quality, yet we're bringing another team look, in, another look, 30 players? Look at every sporty competition in the world. What are you going to tell me? Everyone's challenging for a top eight or top semi-final position. No, but, but you know, the quality of what we saw on the weekend, this has been so going, going on off for one a while weekend. now. No, when we get to this stage of the season, I think for the last few years, it's become pretty yeah, average. But we're still, we're always, always going to have this argument. Because it, it, it just yeah, happens. If you've got, you got more if, than if eight, eight teams. If, if you've only yeah. won three or four games yeah. a year and you get to the final two rounds. You know you can't make the finals. Mate, it, it's, it's hard. How are we going to go bring in an extra team, though? Yeah, that's the part. I'm concerned. It's going to get worse. Let's talk well, about mate, it. And we're talking about another one. So, mate. Well, you want are. the Bears back in yeah, Perth. They're allowed back. <laughs> so, yeah. You're, you're saying you want an 18-team comp. Well, the season for the Titans and the Tigers were over eight weeks ago. Eight yep. weeks ago. Yeah. So, therefore, you would have had... Round 13, or round 12 in the NRL, all over. Because their season's gone. So then, what are they playing for? They're still fighting at round 12. They're still fighting for something. Not if it's only 18 games. Well, It's It's the same argument. I'm not saying 18 games. I'm saying 22 is about the the, least. Their season has been over for how long? (laughs) <laughs> since kickoff, <laughs> Tigers since kickoff. Well, so, so, you so if you've got only eighteen games, and that's what the Tigers dished up this year, and the Titans dished up, mate, their season's over in round seven. So you're happy with the length of the season? Well, I don't know what the correct length of the season should be, but what I'm saying is, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't want the money and then play less games because it's not going to work. Yeah, not going to work. Mm. And and if you have a shorter season, yeah, but it's not. Hang on, the pl- the players we haven't heard. Th- this is just our opinion. The players haven't come out and said, "Oh, the season's too long." No. Uh, that's it, the, t- the Tigers players right now. You think they want to be at training today? No chance. They are Harvey Norman. Their season is yeah. over. Yet, someone at the club says, "Hang on, Matt, that <laughs> you're getting paid sixty thousand dollars for this one game of yeah. footy." Oh, okay, I'm ready. I'll put the boots on. I'll pull my socks up. Yeah. And in the other competition, the AFL. If you had a 16 or 18 game comp, then Carlton would have made the final because they started the season 8 and 2. Yet their back half of the season was very poor. So I I, I don't know where you go with it, but you'll always have the same situation regardless of the length of your season. Mm. You'll always have teams that at some point with four games to go or five or six games to go, Mm. they're just out of the running. Yeah, the other thing for the TV um, for the TV networks, it's the advertisement around the game as well. You know you've got a game of footy on this weekend, so that, you know, TV, every single TV commercial, they're making money. So that day of content is massive for them. And the more they get it, and that's the longer what, the season goes, that's, that's why they stretches the into their exactly ratings, right. and that's worth millions of dollars yeah. to the networks. Yeah. Zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. No, no, I've got to, I've got to move on. <laughs> what about that? That was a meek argument. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> I've got to move on. You know, Jeez, the, you know this. I'll take you on any day. You know this. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sticking fat. Don't worry. Less is more for me. 
Uh, I think you have a yeah, rep. Why, why are we why working are we five rid- days? Why don't we just work four? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Why I'm less rid- is more yeah. as well. Same pay. I only want to work four days. Why are we getting rid of the rep round <laughs> in the middle of the season? I think that's worked perfectly. Why are we getting rid of that? I, I can't answer that. I, I don't know the reason why we... I, I would assume that they want to have the focus on the NRL all year and then at the end of the season build in those representative games. I, I'd say that's the reason why they're doing it. And then we've got a World Cup as well. Don't we want to promote... Interna- we, we keep talking about, oh, we've got to promote International mm. Rugby League. But the more we may have 26 rounds... Players will go for off-season surgery. You'll say that'll happen all the time. But I just think less games protects the players more and gives players the opportunity then to go and represent their country as well. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm not disagreeing with it at all. But what I will be disagreeing with is if the players and the clubs want Same the money, money. Yeah, but they, they've got to play. Otherwise, they don't get it. Maybe the NRL gets you know more creative in how they sell the game to broadcasters. In regards to well, they want you break up, you break up Origin. Maybe you get more money and international rugby league. You promote that by making more games meaningful. Mm. Anyway, we could debate this all morning. I'm not folding <laughs> daily. <laughs> I can smell it. There'll be more reward for mediocrity. It's coming. You know what they're going to do? They're going to put in this because it's been spoken about before. They're mm-hmm. going to put in these wild card games where seven will play ten, eight will play nine. And those two, the winners of those two games will end up making the eight. Then the finals will start. That's what will happen. So then, well, how much mediocrity do we want in the back end of the season? So you're going to give Let's 10 teams celebrate. a chance. You're going to give 10 teams no, a chance. No, I'm saying I'll bet you that's how they arrest this perceived tail out of the season. I think they more, might go down the conference path. Myself. Well, when we get 18 teams, because you can have two, mm. obviously, conferences of nine. Yeah, I, I think that's the path they'll go mm. down. I don't think they'll make any radical changes mm. until then. But I, I reckon it's something possibly worth looking at. The Tigers, back page of the Daily Telegraph. Trading punches, angry sheens, denies Tigers have thrown in the towel. And the Dean Bulldog Richie here talking about the 72-6 to loss to the Roosters. On Saturday night, Sheen says that he wouldn't call it a hiccup, but punches to the face just have to be taken sometime, and it's about moving forward. He's adamant the club is still headed in the right direction. He also says they're still recruiting. The players will be moved on naturally at the end of the season, and they're still recruiting. Now, the issue is with results like we had the other night, if you're a player, you're thinking, why am I going there? Obviously, they've got... Apicorosau and Isaiah Papali'i coming to the club that was signed uh, when Michael McGuire was still coach. But uh, this is the issue for the Tigers and losses like that. But uh, Tim Sheen's doing what he has to do and staying steadfast, Loz. Oh, he'll stay the course. You know, he's got a plan and he'll see that plan through. Um, two big signings going to the club next year and they'll be on the hunt for some other players, no doubt about that. And he'll probably try and move a few on. Um it's not great, though, when you're sitting back playing with a club, chance of winning a grand final, and you're looking at the club you're going to next year and they're getting belted by 70, and you're thinking, wow, what, what have I done? Um, but, you know, they get those two players, they get a few others, they could turn it around. I mean, when I mean turn it around, it's still going to be a slow burn. It's not going to be a quick fix. 
but he understands that. And I think, well, I certainly was under the impression that they were going to take it slow and Tim was going to wear the bruises and punches that were coming for the next two years because he's experienced it all. Um, and it was about setting the place or getting the right foundations in place. So Benji, in three years' time, when he comes in, it's all set up, ready to go for him. But there's a lot of work to be done. There's no doubt about that. Uh, great picture of the Swans AFLW team. Of course, all 18 clubs now are represented in the AFLW for the first time. And the season starts this weekend. This is the second season this year. So season seven in the AFLW. And the Swans play St Kilda Saturday, 5.10pm, North Sydney Oval. For anyone wanting to get along and watch that, the Swans inaugural match in the AFLW. And a great picture of them uh, there with the Harbour Bridge in the background on the back page of the Telegraph in the Australian Today. Back page of the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, I talk a good game, but I always back it up. I'm starting to realise how I can control my own narrative. Latrell Mitchell uh, speaking there. And I've got to say, I love what he said last week. We spoke about it last week when he said, look over your shoulder, we're coming. Did you see Oz in the AFL ahead of the Port Adelaide-Adelaide game? Heading into that on the weekend. A couple of the Port Adelaide players labelled the Crows entitled, how they just can't stand that club. Absolutely loved it. Players, bag your opposition. I want to see more of it. It was great. And then they backed it up and won the game by 50 or 60 points. It was a bit like the uh, Fire Bros and the Silvertails day with the Manly and the the West Magpies, wasn't it? Some of the talk coming out of Adelaide. But that's good. I mean, you've got to have rivalry in sport and... Crosstown rivalries are great, and in particular down there in Adelaide, you're either a Port fan or you're a Crows fan, and there's no one in the middle. And I think there's more Crows fans than Port fans, but Port are a big club. Port have been around for a long time in Adelaide. Uh, They've had a lot of history, um, but they obviously didn't perform as well as they expected to this season. Um, But, yeah, I think it's great. Latrell, he's his own man. He's saying things. He's talking it up, but... You know, the issue is when you talk it up, you've got to deliver. And, you know, he's doing that at the moment. But it's not about the individual either. It's about your team. It's about your team getting there and your team performing. And that's the challenge that he has in front of him at the moment, in particular after losing on the weekend, is to inspire his team, inspire himself to get South into those finals. And once they get there, try and do some damage. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. And it is 1-0 Manchester United. Lead Liverpool at Old Trafford, 50 minutes gone. And Sancho with the goal after 16 minutes. Come on, Liverpool, what's going on? Seriously. Anyway, we'll track that for the last 40 minutes plus change. Now, uh, also on the uh, back page of the paper of the Herald that we didn't get to, Sharks call on NRL to let them host final in Shire. Now, we're, they're uh, on the verge of, being host, of hosting a final, of course, in week one depending where they finish on the ladder, of course. At the moment, they're in third, so they would travel to Townsville to face the Cowboys. But if they were to finish second, then the Sharks would be eligible to host home game. But uh, the problem is Shark Park, or the Lees Club, is being renovated. So the capacity at the moment is only 12,000. And in previous years, they've uh, played at Allianz. But uh, naturally, uh, club officials want to ensure they get that true home ground advantage and play at Shark Park. But uh, hard to justify playing a final 
with a capacity of 12,000 laws. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, I understand although, it's the club you'd want. Uh, yeah, I understand. I understand that for the Sharks. You know, they're saving grace, what it might be. The fact that it's Cowboys or the Storm, they're, they're not going to draw a lot of people to the game. It'd be different if they were playing an Eels or a Bulldogs or a Rabbitohs or someone like that. You know, like a. Mm. Not that the Bulldogs are in the finals, but, you know, one of those big Sydney clubs. I, I don't think you'd justify it then because you'd be locking a lot of people out of the game. Good point. But the fact that it's Cowboys mm. and the Storm most likely going to finish in the top four and the Sharks will be playing one of those two sides, I, I think they might be able to get away with it. But it, but definitely if they were playing a, a massive club in, in Sydney, no. You, you couldn't do it. I, I don't think so. Uh, now, a lot of texts here in, well, everyone's ideas on how to fix the season, etc. Are you ready for these lots? Because mm. you're happy with the 462 games and the blowouts late in the season. No, well, I, I don't want to see the clubs <laughs> and the players, all right, um, put the salary cap down. I, I want to make sure that the salary cap continues to, to push forward. And the only way they're going to do that if the broadcasters pay the money, and they're only going to pay the money if they've got content. So, oh, look what's happened. Oh, are you kidding? Marcus Rashford scored. Can we turn this off? No, please don't. Can it's we put on the big United? Ooh, never ride off the Red Devils. That's what you always say, isn't it? What's going on? Seriously. 2-0 United. Liverpool. 53rd Liverpool. minute. Liverpool. Keep it down, mate. <laughs> All right. Some of these. 0419 on the text line. Um, we've got uh, uh, 20 games. Three. Here's one. Here's radical. Three-game series grand final. Three standalone state of origins after the grand final, says Darren at Emu Plains. Plains. Uh, I agree, Mido. These last rounds are just a liability to the finals for players getting injured. Therefore, less is more because the TV rights want the gun players in the finals. Morning, gents. NRL should have previous years top eight play each other twice and previous years bottom eight play each other twice. There are changes in the top eight between each year, uh, but would it be but would be more even. Cheers, Vaughny of Madawi. <clears throat> what are you watching there, Clarky? Well, they're checking if he's offside. <clears throat> oh, Rashford. Be. Uh, morning, boys. We have far too many teams in the NRL comp. It's getting ridiculous to see the gap between the top and bottom teams. We need a draft to spread the talent. As the way things are going, the regular top teams just keep getting stronger while the bottom teams are getting weaker, says Craig. Split the league into A and B. The bottom two teams in A are relegated. The top two teams in B get promoted. In regards to the league, what's everyone's thoughts on a relegation system similar to the Premier League? Cheers, Steve. We just don't have uh, enough clubs to be able to justify a promotion relegation system. Clubs would fold. It'd be a disaster. Yeah, I don't think it'd work yeah. here in Australia. Mm. Uh, split the comp into two tiers. 24 teams, 12 teams per tier. Bottom two each year relegated. Bring back the Bears, Newtown. Add another Melbourne or Perth team. It'll give fans of the bottom six of the NRL something to cheer about, fighting to uh, reach back to the NRL. I think expanding the top tier makes for a worse brand as there's not enough first graders going around, unfortunately, says Kurt the Plumber. 
Uh, promotion and relegation to a second tier will fix the problem of teams stopping playing early. Look how it works in the Premier League. Some of the biggest teams in the Premier League have been relegated and have had to fight back to the top division. Leeds, Forest, Newcastle, says Steve. Gee, there's stacks more here already. Um, Norm's on the line. G'day, Norm. G'day, boys. How you doing? No, pretty good, thanks. What have you got for us? Look, mate, I, I might be on the wrong track here, um, but um, um, I think it's got a little bit to do with maybe, you know, back in the day in, in uh, soccer, they used to pay win bonuses. And I don't know if, uh, if how the money works with the football now, but like horse racing, do they get paid? You know, do they get extra money if they finish in the top top tier or if they finish 15th or 16th, do they get less money? Is it to do with something like that? Yeah, well, you get... You get... Jockeys get a percentage of, of you know, the winnings on their horse. They, they, they get an initial riding fee for each ride they have and then a percentage of the prize money. How, how would that look in terms of, uh, say, you get X amount for finishing 16th, 15th, 14th, 17th? One issue, the Players Association would never go for it. It would never be collectively bargained and it would yeah. never happen. It's always uh, it's always down to the politics of the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, very much. When, you, when we don't mm. uh, when we don't consider the crowds that come and pay their hard earned money, yeah, watch the football. But uh, another one, I've just got a quick one. I hate that saying we didn't turn up today. That I, I you know, I still play an old boys football. And we turn up every weekend for our mates, and you know, uh, I, I just don't get that saying. If someone can explain it to me one day, I'd be really happy. Where are you playing, Norm? Just out of interest. Our local club in Bankstown. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah no, I think we spoke about it last week that they yeah. didn't turn up. It's yeah. just, I think it's just a phrase just to get them through the media conference half the time. Yeah, I, I think it, it's just more about men, mentally not being there. I think, you know, they, they, they prepare, but they probably haven't prepared as well as they possibly can have, and then the results show on the, on the game. I, I, when they mean they don't turn up, they, they turn up. They're ready to have a crack, but their preparation just hasn't, hasn't been good enough, and their performance hasn't been good enough. Good on you, Norm. Thanks for the call, mate. Uh, we got Will. G'day, Will. Morning, boys. How are we going? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. Excellent. Um, not too dissimilar to what old mate just spoke about just then, um, financially incentivise the eight. Um, they get paid for TV rights and everything else like that. But the guys that don't make the eight, um, give them a win bonus for each game they win and uh, plus money for and against. So it keeps the games alive for them as well. The teams that don't make the eight, did you say? So the teams that don't make the eight. So if you don't make the eight, you get six, so you get 10 wins for the season. That's $100,000 to go on your salary cap for next year. As a as a bonus for not making the eight, but to play the season out. Yes. Money talking everything that we do in this world nowadays. And just to keep the games interesting and stop these blowouts. Mm. And then bring the for and against into it. Now if your for and against is um say between one and fifty um you know, below par, well you get yay much as a, a bonus. But you know, to stop these teams you know, having Three, four hundred negative against their names. Aren't we just rewarding mediocrity though by doing that? I don't think so. I think we're keeping the game interesting and keeping the game alive. Otherwise, you're going to have these teams, you know, who just put the cue in the rack and, you know, hmm. I'd hate to say the word give up, but don't give it, you know, as much as they could or as much as they should. And ask the fans are the ones that miss out. 
Yeah, I, I just think it happens in all sports. And in fact, you know, I've gone back and looked at the last two rounds of the AFL. All right? We're all talking about how good the AFL is and people saying, why don't we do what the AFL do? Whatever the AFL do. I don't know. But there's a lot of text messages coming in. All right? About AFL, how it's so competitive. So They play 22 games. They, and they play 22 games. So last weekend, all right, the final round. There was one game that was 115 to 57. There was another game, 114 to 47. There was another game, 131 to 46. And there's another game, 141 to 75. And then there's another game, 111 to 55. So you would say they're blowouts. Then you go back the next weekend. There's 103 to 74. Is that a blowout? I don't know. 119 to 59. 128 to 67. 146 to 62. Mm. So here we are talking about how blowouts are affecting our competition, and yet there's a number of text messages on this line about the AFL being more even, more competitive. They're just some of the results in the last two weeks. Well, and that's in a 22-game season. But so so what, I get back to my original point. If you only play 18 games for the year... At round 15 or round 14, you're going to have blowouts and you're going to have teams that aren't in contention for finals. So you're going to have the same problem with less games. I think the the core issue is actually we need to develop more players because in the AFL, you've got 18 teams. We're about to go to 17 in the NRL. Is there enough absolute top-end talent to be servicing those clubs? Well, they have a draft system in the AFL. Look at North Melbourne. Yeah. So, so uh, no matter where – and look at the NFL. No matter what system you have, you'll always find that it's uneven. You'll always find winners and you'll always find losers. And that's sport. And sometimes you'll get a fairy tale of a team coming from last and then winning the comp the next year. It can happen. But I I don't know what you do. I I don't know whether just – limiting the number of games per year will solve every problem in the game and just because it's better quality. I, 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 don't, I don't get that argument. I, I understand it'd be better on the body for a player. But I, here, I'll, I'll give you another example. When do you start to miss rugby league? When the season's over. We can all we all blow up about how long it is and, all, yep, you know, these blowouts are no good. I'm happy with the off-season. Well, mate, I miss it after about a month. No, because I, I love cricket season. Yeah, well, after a month, I'm missing rugby league. I go, geez, I wish rugby league was back. Yeah, see, well, I'm fine with the, the break it is. I know a lot of people. I, I think it's too long. Do me, you? M- 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 no, as in me personally as a fan. All right. Well, you're going to get I, a World I, Cup this I, year. I hate sitting around waiting till December till the cricket comes along and you've only got racing, really. I want to see my... I, I get there and go, geez, I wish the league was on. I wish there was a game on. That's why we can do more investment into the international game. Which we've got a World Cup, luckily, this year. Yeah, yeah, well, you have got a World Cup. But my, my, my point will always be, regardless of the competition you have, you'll always have winners, you'll have losers, you'll have teams that are just too good, you'll have teams that are very poor for, for whatever reason. I don't think limiting the number of games is going to make it that big an issue. On the body, for the player it will, 
But on the overall competition, I, I don't know. I don't think it will. All right, I found a bet, fellas, for the end of the season. The Broncos are paying $5.50 to miss the top eight with Tab. They've got this game against Parramatta this week. Then they finish away to the Dragons. Kurt Capel didn't train yesterday. He's battling an ankle injury. They've got Adam Reynolds playing his 250th game, though, Thursday night. So that hopefully will, for their sake, will get them up a bit. But uh, they are melting down, as we discussed yesterday, as we head towards the end of the season. Uh, Now injury concerns as well as uh, form concerns. Their defence has fallen apart. Are you with me, Loz? $5.50, the Bronx to miss the eight. I'd love to be with you, Mido. I'd love that to happen because then I know the Raiders will play finals football. Um, And the points difference, okay, because this is important. Mm. The Broncos are plus 21 and the Raiders minus 25. And as we know, the Raiders have got Manly and the Tigers. Manly and the Tigers. Tigers at Leichhardt. I know after coming off a 70-point, that sounds fanciful, but they'll they'll have a crack in that last game. Um, And the Broncos have to play the Dragons. So they're more than capable of winning that game. And I think Carrigan is back. Gee, they've missed him. Yeah, they they have missed him. He's a wonderful player, Pat Carrigan. So I think he makes a massive difference to this team. Um, But like you're going in, if you take, what what was it? 550. I reckon Parramatta will win this weekend. Say. And then you're going into the last round, you've got the Broncos at five bucks to lose. And provided the Raiders win this weekend, it will yeah. come down to points difference. The difference, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's not a bad bet, yeah. I've agreed with you this morning on Thank something. Thank you. Nice something. to see you two you getting along. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, Psycho Bunny, morning. Hello, fellas. What's doing? What have you got for us? Oh, mate, I just pulled up the golf course. I'm going to hit a few balls before I go home to sleep. Oh, good on you. Mate, uh, I, was, I heard you talking about uh, Port Adelaide there in the middle, middle of the game. Yep. Uh, 1981, I played hockey for New South Wales. We went down there and played a Port Adelaide team that hadn't been beaten in two years. And we came to t- towel them up. And they wouldn't even shake hands when we, when we left. Wouldn't come and have a drink with us, nothing. Are you kidding? This is in hockey. Yeah, they're all cats. <laughs> it sounds like you've been waiting a long time to get your vengeance for that. <laughs> no, it didn't worry us. We went down to beer and that, that didn't worry us. And you took the spoils home as well. I heard, heard someone um, whinging about uh, the football club being a terrible football club because no one likes them, but the hockey team's no better. <laughs> well, that, that's good. I like how you can hold a grudge for that long, Psycho Bunny. <laughs> You'd be at a podium for the Olympic Games for Haiti. <laughs> Love your show, boy. Nah, good on you, Psycho Bunny. Thanks for the call. It was just, yeah, incredible. I'm just taken aback because you just don't see it now. No, Everyone's but... so concerned about giving the opposition a leg up of any sort. But you like rivalry. That's why oh. we, we always speak about boxers. You've well, got to have a... You know, a villain. You have to have a villain to sell the fight. And rugby league, I, I love when you've got that. It's it's not made-up rivalry either. Mm. Well, you guess know? what? The more that players speak their mind, create rivalry, the more the broadcasters will pay, even uh, if there's less games. Well, no, I think Clarkie's made this point before. Sometimes you can't say what you want to say. No, very rarely can you. Mm. You're restricted the whole time. I, I love when you... If you're talking about yourself and talking about, you know, the opposition at times, but... If you're talking about your team or your teammates or 
Cricket Australia, in my case, then you always have to – you're protecting them. Yeah. Cricket Australia pays your bills. So sometimes you can't say what you yeah. feel. Selectors pick the team. <laughs> you, you can't go you, – as captain, you can't go – you can't go publicly and disagree with the selectors. And then if you do that, you're having a crack at one of your own, your teammate, because you don't think you should be in the team. So, yeah, very rarely in if you are in a team sport – can you say your complete truth? Because you'll be hurting someone and you try and avoid that the whole time. Shot down again. Hmm. <laughs> Glenn McGrath. Shot down again. Glenn McGrath. How are you going to go against England? Oh, we'll win 5 nil. <laughs> yeah, but do you reckon he believed it every time he said it? Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't think so. I <laughs> think that was Glenn. Like you'd say to Glenn, how are you feeling? He'd say, never felt better. Yeah. Say, mate, you just got out of hospital. <laughs> you got a broken leg, never felt better. <laughs> the power of positive oh, thinking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who have we got here? We've got Paul. Morning, Paul. Morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, mate. I've got one for you, Lawrence, in the Yes, what have you got? I'll leave it for after. Uh, one word to describe rugby league supporters. Knee-jerk. Knee-jerk? Knee-jerk reactions over everything, Laurie. Like you just said, we've had one round where the poor old Tigers got flogged. Mate, you, I'm a Tigers man, right? Yep. I've watched them all year. They haven't got flogged all year. They got robbed of two points, buddy, and that sent them on a downward spiral. Blah, blah, blah. One blowout. One blowout round, and here's rugby league. Let's change everything. Here's rugby league. Let's change the rules in the middle of the season. Like, have you ever seen another sport? Tell me this, though, Laurie. Have you ever seen another sport ever in the middle of a season change rules over one game? <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay. Well, there we go. But, Paul, you are right. We are... As a society, I reckon we're knee-jerk people. Mm. We always want it, everything to be perfect. And it, it's amazing the perception because the perception is with a couple of close games in AFL that their competition is going so well. And, you know, there's, there's competitive games every week and how good is it with less? You know, they're only playing 22 games a season. Yet you look at their results in some of their games the last couple of weeks and there's been massive blowouts. But yet up here, we look at one or two and we go, oh, this is no good. No good for the game. I think we need to chill sometimes. Yeah. I love this text. Uh, and thank you, Paul, for the call. I have a great idea to stop the scoreline blowouts. Tackle harder and do your job that you'll pay good money to do. <laughs> Regards, Andy, long-time suffering Tigers supporter. Well said, Andy. Well said. That's, that's the easy fix. Tackle harder, run harder. Prepare better. There you go. Is that what, is that what you were thinking heading into that game at Cogra when it, when Mundine and Blacklock oh, were doing backflips, mate? After uh, what, what they put on you that day, forty odd, <laughs> mate. I'm telling were you, were you out of finals contention? No, we made finals that oh, okay. year. But I'll tell you, having forty put on you, <laughs> I, I, it felt like they were just scoring every time they had the ball. So I can only imagine what sixty or seventy would have felt like. That that would have been amazing, well, not for the players, but you know. but yeah, no, it, it's a it's a bad feeling. But again, it it can happen. But why do we talk about it at the end of the year when it happens mm. in round one? It can happen in round six, round seven. People like you stir the pot, look and look well, for a knee jerk reaction. The evidence is for the first time six of the eight games. In one, game, side in one game, scored 40 points. Right. That is lopsided. 
Did you see Super Saturday? Not so super. But, but it can happen. <laughs> it can happen. Manchester United 2, Liverpool nil. Say that again? Uh, 80th minute, 10 minute. I don't know what's going on here. What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean you don't know what's going on? Uh, I can tell you what's going on. The better team's winning. Yeah, well... Were you talking about United re- getting relegated? No, I said there were bets for them to be mm, relegated. Just a question. Don't get angry at me. To one. Just a question. So where are Liverpool at the moment? <laughs> As in, oh, mate, they're the Tigers. They're going to shorten the competition. Oh, shorten the competition. The competition's it's too long. Hiding. Look at the blowout. Yeah. Two nil United. There you go, yeah. mate. Blowout. Mm. Too many games. Too many they, g- are they incentivised per win? Oh, Maybe pay them. You know, come bottom eight. What are we doing with the EPL, mate? <laughs> <laughs> What a blowout. Well, Worst team in the comps, yeah, well, winning 2-0. Well, let's talk about scale. The <laughs> scale, UK, yeah. how many people in the UK? 15. Europe, globally, how big is the English Premier League? Quite mm. a bit. How many games? How many games? 38. Too many. Maybe for Liverpool, reduce, too many. Reduce the games. <laughs> to 32, yeah. and there won't be such a blowout yeah. like 2-0 from United. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you two. <laughs> Jamie Rogers, morning to you. Save me. Yeah, good morning, guys, and good morning to all of our listeners. Um, boys, this was all reported back in June. We started talking about this on this program about netball, what a f- disaster it was financially. We all love it on the court, and it's had been great with ratings on Fox Sports, and we know that it's the number one sport for the youngsters and the grassroots, but financially in the back end, they're facing ruin, and the sports governing body lost more than $7 million in the past two years, and they were in the process of extending some of that debt until 2025, but it's been reported today that Netball Australia ignored offers to privatise the sport. And this was something that back in June, their CEO, Kelly Ryan, had sort of flagged that they were open to investigate as a way to clear their debts and make sure that the sport could continue. Well, the private equity firm has put forward a $6.5 million offer and that would have cleared all the sports debts. And this was back in July that this offer was put onto the table. And a former Diamond, Liz Ellis, has backed this plan to buy the Super Netball competition. But this company has now come out saying in the Daily Telly today that they've pulled that offer because Netball Australia just wouldn't engage. Well, Netball Australia have come out and said, we don't want to be rushed into making a deal. They need to finish their state of the game review and consider all options before making a decision. But all I can say is you want to hope that they do have a better offer or some sort of plan bubbling along in the background to save the sport if they aren't engaging in things like a $6.5 million buyout. Yeah, so I'm sure the players won't be happy about this. No. Because they've been very, very vocal about Netball Australia. So uh, to see that they haven't even engaged a potential consortium, which mm. includes Liz Ellis, by yes. the way, and, and all the the you know the, the capital and goodwill she has in the sport. So, yeah, we'll see how the players react to this. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. But it's just disappointing with such a popular sport off the court in terms of the grassroots level. Everyone loves watching it. It's a great spectacle. It did great on Fox Sports. It's just a shame that this is what's bubbling along in the background. Now, JR, I see that Alligator Blood will be racing after all. Yeah, so this came out uh, in the news today, Jared. So we'll be racing in Melbourne over the spring. So Racing Victoria has approved a transfer of ownership. So Jerry Harvey is now the major owner. 
owner, owning 60%. So we will see him race in the blue and white colours and likely will take place this Saturday in the Memsey Stakes at Caulfield. He is a $6 chance with Tab. So Alan Endres, who was his former owner, was declared bankrupt and as a result had been banned from racing Alligator Blood. So look, we will see him back on the track, which I think is a, is a really positive story. Oh, gee, I saw Zaki's trial yesterday too. Don't know if you saw it, Loz. He looked very, I didn't, very no. good. Yeah, so he's set to resume probably in the tramway Saturday week, but uh, came home his last 600, 33.36 in a trial. War Eternal just pipped it, but uh, Tommy Berry did a bit more riding on War Eternal than certainly J-Mac did on Zaki. So uh, Dewis was also in the same trial. It was scratched on Saturday with a, an irregular heartbeat, and it's set to head to the Memsey on Saturday as well. Thank you uh, so much, JR. I'll be back with the news at seven. Uh, now, Mo Salah scored. Mo Salah has scored at Old Trafford. So 2-1, 84 minutes gone. Ronaldo's coming on as well. And Liverpool has a corner here. Here we come. Why, the, why is Ronaldo on the couch? Uh, Ronaldo. Why is he? He hasn't, he hasn't been on the field. <laughs> 84th minute. He hasn't he's got a look on. No. Hmm. He's been stretching his quads for about 25 minutes. Well, I think... Ronaldo's causing some ructions there at Old Trafford at the moment. There he is. Look at him. Here he's about to come on. Look out. He looks cranky too. Oh, yeah. That's embarrassing. He's going to try and score for What's embarrassing? Putting Ronaldo on now. Well, when did you want him on? Well, you don't put a superstar on like that and embarrass him with what? How long to go? Six minutes? Well, I don't know. I've I've even heard United people say this, and Mossy's not, obviously, but... United better off just moving past the Ronaldo era. Well, I don't know how good he's playing, all right? As I said, I don't watch it He looks grumpy. that well. But you've got a superstar and you're putting him on with six minutes to go. Either get rid of him or play him longer minutes. I'll let you take it up with Eric Ten Hag. In the meantime... Eric Ten Minutes, he's gone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, from Eric Ten Hag to Laurie Daly for the Big Sports Breakfast Countdown. And, uh, well, we're doing coaches, the top well, coaches. Who is going to get well, Dally M coaching? I am here? reluctant to do top coaches because there's still two weeks to go in the competition. And I like the fact that it's played over 25 rounds. Mm. All right? And there's still games to go. Mm. Two games to go. And Kamali's still got a chance here. <laughs> You're saying there's a chance for Brett Kamali to make your top five coaches. My, my top five coaches will depend on where they finish. Uh, come on, the Tigers. So, in no particular order. No what order. Do you want in order? No, no parti- I want order. Mate, no way. We I definitely want, want order. Fifth, no, well, the fifth coach is will, Brett will, will be decided by where their team finishes. Every, hang on, your top five should be decided. Isn't, the, yep. isn't your job okay. to win the no, grand no, final? No, 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 no. I've got, I've got my top four, but... The, the, the coach that will be uh, in line for coach of the year, it will be determined by where their team I'm finishes. I'm confused. I'm confused. Well, I'm rating isn't top... There, isn't, there only one reason you, isn't, isn't there only one goal as the coach? Yes. To win the competition? Yeah. So whatever team wins the grand final, yep. that should be coach of the year. Well, that's a fair point. But... Isn't that the only point? Uh, isn't that your job? Yes. But, but the coach of the year is decided before mm-hmm. the grand final. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, so, but I would be assuming before you mention a name, your mm. number one would be the would be the coach that you think is going to win the grand final this year. No, it won't be. 
So, okay. So now can you go back to my question? Isn't, uh, is your job as coach to win the grand final? Yes, it is. So if you do achieve that, yep. Ivan Cleary, Panthers yep. win the grand final yep. this year. How is he not coach of the okay. year? I, I, I get that argument. I get that argument. But where we are at the moment, I'm going on who I think has done the best job. With the worst team. That's uh, what it must be. Uh, no. No. <laughs> That's what it has to be then. If you're not winning the grand final, yeah. then you've got to get the best out of the worst team. No, who I think has done a remarkable job this year. Okay. If, 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 right. Up if until Pan- round 23. If the Panthers win the competition, has Ivan Cleary yeah, done a remarkable job? We're not talking about job? winning the competition. We're talking about the best job up until now, who has taken a team and improved them to where they are now. That's where we're ranking the coach of the year. We're not ranking him on winning the competition. We're just seeing where the improvement is at with their playing group. Okay. All right. Five to one, Loz. What have you got for us? So five to one. Um, well, five's hard. <laughs> five's hard because I, I think that all these four have done a good job, but they could do a sensational job depending on what happens in the next two weeks. So, Kevy Walters. All right. You've got Jason Demetrio, Ricky Stewart, and Trent Robinson who I think have all done a good job this year. But depending on where they finish over the next two weeks, like Robbo, if he finishes in the top four, that's a tremendous achievement for where they were at the start of the season. Kevy, if he was to get them into the top eight, that's a magnificent achievement from where they were last year. Jason Dimitriou taking over from Wayne Bennett people and, and losing Adam Reynolds. You know, if he's to get them higher uh, up in the competition and, and you know finish in the finals or finish in the top four, that's a, a wonderful achievement. So, so I think that it just sort of depends on what happens in the in the next two weeks. But my fourth ranked coach for the year is Craig Bellamy. Who'd you go five, by the way? Uh, I'm saying you had well, that. I just bracketed got that bracketed. Okay, well, I've got we'll that go four to one then. So, so four to one. So so Craig Bellamy. We have read the last rights on Melbourne for a number of years, and they just continually turn up. And they lost a lot of good players at the end of last year, and a lot of blokes that were guys that were capable of playing first grade, but just couldn't get into the Melbourne Storm run on team, and now. They have gone to other clubs and excelled. And again, Bellamy just keeps producing quality performances from his team. And I think that is to be applauded. So I think Craig Bellamy sits in four. Um, Ivan Clear has done a great job and I wanted to put him higher. But I, I, you know they've only lost, what, six games in the last two years so far. And when you're the hunted rather than the hunter, it's tough. And everyone comes after you. And they have done it tough this year compared to the last two because they have had injuries, they've had suspensions, they've had a lot of players involved in state of origin. And to be able to be sitting on top of the competition and to have wrapped up the minor premiership with two games to go, that is a sensational performance. So well done to them. Uh, In second position, Craig Fitzgibbon. Uh, They finished ninth last year. They look a different team. They've got more steel about them in all aspects of the game, uh, in particular the way that they defend, but also the way they attack. I, I think their attack is 
is first class. You know, they, they, they gel together. They're a happy club. Um, they're a team that, that look as though they stand for something and they, they want to be a tough footy team and they compete and try hard. Um, and that's always been there for the Sharks, but this year they've got that bit of class and that bit of confidence. So I reckon Fitzy's done an amazing job. Um, and my coach of the year at this point in time is Toddy Payton. I mean, they were 15th last year. They were 15th. They're currently in second position. They're playing wonderful football. I don't think too many people thought that they would play finals football, let alone finish top four. He was under pressure. He came into that job. Um, you know, he, he set the boundaries straight away. Uh, there were some players that took issue with that, but he stayed the course. He has challenged the players. They're mentally tougher. They're playing some good football. They're working together. And you can see the enjoyment they're having. And every player in that team has improved tenfold. And even the ones that, that um, have been experienced, you know, the Town Malolos, the Valentine Holmes, I think they've played better. And, and that's a sign of a, a wonderful coach who they all respect and he's getting the best out in that playing group. Has to get coach of the year, Dally M coach of the year for mine, Todd Payton. They, no one in their right mind had the Cowboys... Well, here they are second with two rounds to go. I don't think anyone... No one. Too many would have had them playing Even in the eight. I mean, that's what we're talking about. If you're talking about how much improvement, you look at where that club was to where it is now. I I thought... They lost to the Bulldogs in round one. Yeah, and I I thought Toddy would be under pressure after that game because coming off the back of the previous year, I thought, oh, geez, this is not going to end well. And there were some rumblings about him getting offside with a few of the senior players, but they now know that he's in charge, he's got their confidence, they believe in him, they believe in the systems, and they're, they're playing good football. Had a hiccup a couple of weeks ago against the Roosters, but they're entitled to. But they've only you know, lost six games all season. They're sitting in second position. Got the Bunnies this weekend without Tom Deard, and so this is going to be another big challenge for them. About a minute and a half to go at Old Trafford. Uh, we saw Ronaldo just sky one over the keeper just before. And as Azav rightly points out on the text line as well, I mean, just a reminder, Liverpool have plenty of first-team players out. Nunes, uh, Jota, Thiago, Matip, uh, basically our B team started this oh, morning. Thanks, man. Happier football news, though. Aussie Goose set to join the camp for the Socceroos send-off game before the World Cup, says as a yes, Goose hitting, going to join Graham Arnold, who, of course, assisted him back for that 2006 campaign uh, in the Aussie squad there for their match against New Zealand before they head off to Qatar uh, later this year. Full-time at Old Trafford, 2-1 Manchester United over Liverpool. Adam Pengilly, morning to you. Morning, boys. In particular, morning to you, Mido. How's your morning? Yeah, been? great. So, uh... Fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> Having a great time in here. <laughs> Bailey's in a mood. Clark is just, you know, sitting back. I'm just throwing a few. And throwing you know, barbs left, right and centre. Yeah, and here we are. But uh, I, saw the tri- <laughs> I saw the trial of Zaki yesterday. <laughs> Gee, look good. Yeah, he looked fantastic, didn't he, Jared? Uh, he, he's back in the game, ready to kick off in the tramway on Saturday week. And a lot of talk about Animo heading towards, obviously, potentially the George Main Stakes and the cost plate later in the campaign. I reckon this bloke's going to have a massive say in the outcome of those two races if Annabelle Nisham wants to go down that route. And what does J-Mac do as well, Jared? He's obviously the rider for both. Oof, so he's going to have to make a call at some stage uh, if they do clash. Uh, New Zealand owners, I reckon you'd probably go Zaki. Mm, okay, interesting. Um, good problem to have. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, good, good problem to have. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he looked good at the trials yesterday, Zaki. And Joyce, obviously, 
She obviously had to miss the wing stakes with a bit of a heart issue for Edward Cummings there on the weekend. Back to the trials there yesterday, and she finished off nicely under a bit of riding. So, yep, good signs from both of those horses. Adam, what's the plan with Very Elegant, buddy? Yeah, they're going to push on Clarkie uh, for more reports. I still think she was a little bit disappointing there yesterday, even given the fact the race wasn't run to suit, but she probably should have finished and passed a couple of strokes. Stragglers in the straight, I would have thought. So, Brace Kolsky, the, the senior part owner, said they'll push on and hopefully target another Group 1 over a mile and a half uh, in a few weeks' time and probably getting out to that, that trip, a staying trip, more of a staying trip might suit her a little bit more, but... It's definitely D-Day, isn't it? Um, I think she's got to show up and, and do something in that, in that next run. Otherwise, it might be stumps on her career, I'd suggest. Alligator blood will be running this weekend. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so proper. Is it over? Is it over? Finally. Oh. Um, Jerry Harvey seems like he's coming, uh, the white knight, so to speak, to take over a majority ownership of his horse to allow him to run and satisfy Racing Victoria that Alan Andres doesn't have a majority share in the horse. And, I think the, the word around the street was last week that Jubile is potentially going to be an option for him early next year, given the fact he's probably going to be banned and run out of Australia apart from Queensland. But it looks like the Racing Victoria might have softened their stance a little bit. The Memsey Stakes looks like a really nice race when he wants to head towards the you know, Cox Plate later in the campaign. So I reckon there's still a little bit to play out in the next 24 to 48 hours. But if his name's among those final acceptors come tomorrow morning, then it's all... Uh, all guns blazing, heading towards Caulfield on the weekend. Just while we're on the Memsey, do it sit to head that way as well after it was a scratching there on Saturday for the Wing Stakes? Yeah, it shaped up as a pretty good race. And Elation, I think, is the early um, pre-post favourite, isn't he, Jared? Obviously, he only had a couple of starts, or a few starts in his career so far, and beaten for Mick Kent and uh, Mick Price Jr. So we'll see how he comes up. It's a massive step up in grade for him from when he listed races in Adelaide to take you on this Group 1 company in, in the Memsey Stakes. But just having a quick look at the nominations last night, it's going to be a really cracked field this week, the Memsey. Yeah, Elation of Western Empire, 5.50 each of two. Then Alligator Blood at 6 to 47. Then a few of them at $9, due as $15. There you go for that uh, race there on Saturday. Uh, Adam, have a great day, mate. Thank you. What have you hey, got boy. for us? No, I was just about to ask Adam about his perfect season. What, what's the What's oh. the length of a perfect season for you, Adam? Yeah, Lars, I don't know. We I heard you boys speak a little earlier this morning. We we are knee jerk, aren't we? We have one we have one round to blow out. We want to have a rookie draft, and we want to shorten the season. We want to do everything like this. Yeah, it wasn't a great round in the weekend. Obviously, it wasn't great to watch. But I, I think. Listen, I wouldn't mind Lodge if they shave just, just one or two games off. Make it a 22-round season, something yeah. like that. Are, are you a fan of that? Um, yeah, I, I'm a fan Hang of... Hang on. Don't go back now. <laughs> no, I'm a fan. no, no, no. Ah, you fold quickly. I, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan if you can have the same amount of money. Yes, that's the issue, isn't it? The but but you're not going to get the same amount of money if you've got less football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have uh, thought. And... I, I, my my point is, if, if you have a twenty round competition, you will still have blowouts and teams that won't be capable of playing semi final football at round sixteen or seventeen. So you're still going to get the same problem as what the perceived problem was on the weekend, where there was blowout score lines. I think the ladder would change a whole lot, would it, Lodge? If it was a twenty round comp or a twenty two round comp, no, teams well, that are down the bottom of the ladder are going to be they're down the bottom well, of the ladder at round twenty anyway, or round twenty. Well, if, if if you had a eighteen round comp, the Tigers would have been out of contention after round ten. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what the perfect model is. I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in maybe shaving just one or two games off, and and, and that's about it. But I don't know. We need to have an eighteen round comp or anything like that. I, I think that's too short. In my opinion, and, and I heard you boys talking a bit earlier, Jared, about that bet on on Brisbane to miss the miss the top eight. Yep. Uh, you with me? 
Well, I rarely bet on rugby league, Jared, but I had a bet last week on the Broncos to miss the top eight at $12. Oh, you're on at 12 Yes. Oh, yes. So, now I feel like I've missed out. Give it, give it a little cheer for me. I, I, I oh. thought they'd get beat by Melbourne last week, and I just need the Raiders to keep winning, don't I? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Parramatta. And then the Dragons in Sydney. No gimme for the Broncos. No. But no. Pat Carrigan back, as Loz mentioned. That's a, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He is so important to that team. Very good player. So crucial to them. Mm. And, and not just from what he brings from, from his own perspective, but the way he, he, he rallies the guys around him in the middle too. So... He'll make a difference to them, but uh, geez, they're, they're falling in the hole the Broncos, haven't they? Well done by you. $12. I will give them a cheer for you. Good on you, mate. Then you can shout. Thank you. I will. See you, boys.